I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The CoLab, which is a member-led, inclusive global networking community for fashion, beauty, wellness, retail, and consumer luxury professionals. I'm glad you're back for season two, where we have more career stories. Every week, two members interview each other, so you'll get to hear two different stories. I hope you'll learn from these stories, listen to them, share them, and join us and tell your own story. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the episodes of The CoLab. My name is Michelle K. Hanabusa, and I am the founder of a community-driven streetwear brand called We Are Uprisers. And I'm so excited to have here with us today our guest, Saul Lopez. He is an incredible videographer, photographer, and content creator uh, who also happens to be on my team as an art director here at Uprisers. Um, welcome, Saul. Thank you for the lovely introduction, Michelle. How are you? I am great. Should we get right into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so, Saul, can you tell us a little bit about like where you're from and what your upbringing was like? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Pasadena, California, which is a suburb just 20 minutes northeast of downtown Los Angeles. And uh, you know, lived a pretty good life. I was raised by a single parent. Um, she immigrated here from Mexico when she was in her late twenties, and you know, just uh, just the two of us and, and my grandma. So, um, you know, that was a really interesting experience, just kind of growing up with them and just being surrounded by so many women just in my life, which was just a very beautiful thing. Um, but yeah, at an early age, just kind of very involved in the arts at school. I was like in marching band, and I was also in orchestra. I played the violin for ten years growing up. Um, so just always very, you know, art minded, if you will. Um, but yeah, you know, I, uh, I ended up going to the University of Oregon after I graduated from high school and I was there for about a year. Um, didn't really feel like I found my community that I was looking for. So I actually ended up transferring to Pepperdine University where I was a double major in economics and Hispanic studies. So totally not in the content creation, photography, videography realm. Um, but I really enjoyed my time there. You know, I, I, it was a smaller student body. I felt like I really got to, to connect with some amazing people, people that I'm still friends with to this day. Um, so yeah, that's sort of my early adolescence in a nutshell. Wow. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, going back to your upbringing too, it's, you know, I, I feel like I could immediately have or see this tie-in of like the work that you're doing now and kind of like you being really passionate and, and being in like the, the world of arts. But it's just so interesting that going to a university and kind of studying something completely different, um, what, what kind of propelled you to, to explore that space? Yeah, so I was actually the first person in my family to go to college. I... You know, no, no one, I didn't really have anyone to guide me or to give me advice. You know, I had like my high school counselors, but it's just very like surface level type stuff. So with my mom, she always just really encouraged me to, you know, follow or pursue this stable career path. You know, for her, it's like the American dream. She really wanted me to have a job in an office, nine to five, healthcare, retirement, 401k, all that good stuff. And for me, I never really felt like that was... For me, you know, I just was like, I need to express myself in a different way. But when I went to college, I, you know, I decided to study economics because she wanted me to start study business. And I was like, this just feels a little too mainstream for me. So I felt like economics was a good 
mixture of you know finance and business while still being able to tie in the the social human element to it so you know i still did not like economics so uh take that with a great assault but yeah i kind of was just following you know my mom's guidance to the best of her ability and uh that's sort of what led me to to study that path ultimately yeah, that, that's great. Um, and so, I mean, now your career is in a completely different direction, right? I, I'm not even sure if you you utilize anything that you learned in economics in school. Um, can you kind of walk us through that journey and how you kind of got to like where you are right now? Yeah. So after I graduated from Pepperdine in 2015, I did like a little Euro trip with my friends for like a couple months. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to get out of the U.S. and not talk to anybody. But I had a job lined up once I got back and it was at a real estate company in Beverly Hills doing property management. And I kid you not, I was there for three months. I remember I got back from Europe in August or like late July. I started August of 2015 and by Thanksgiving, I was already out of there. And it just I immediately knew that that wasn't something I wanted to do. I hated just sitting um, around and not doing anything. Uh, during that time, I met with a parent of a friend of mine from Pepperdine, who was a, like a financial planner and advisor. And we were kind of talking about what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know what, like, I don't really know what I want to do, but I'm just trying to explore different things. And at the time, he was doing financial planning for a, a high school here in Pasadena, my hometown. And he was like, I'm friends with the principal, would you be interested in maybe um, seeing if that's an avenue you'd like to explore? So I took him up on it. I love kids. I feel like I'm just a big kid myself. So for two and a half years, I was a high school teacher at a, a, here in Pasadena, um, and I loved it. That was like the most fun I think I've ever had. I, I love kids, love working with kids, and they're just so great. And I actually got the chance to lead the senior trip to Mexico City my second year there. So that was pretty. That was a really cool experience. But during that time, I was just kind of really exploring the YouTube space, just watching a lot of different YouTubers, and I remember stumbling across the music video for "The Nights" by Avicii, and if anyone has not seen that music video highly recommend watching it but it's basically it was filmed by a videographer by the name of rory kramer who has toured with the chain smokers and he's now the videographer and photographer for justin bieber but the video was just very inspiring because it really showed glimpses of his life and his lifestyle and just being able to travel and create these videos for these really cool people and i quickly just fell in love with the idea of being able to do something very similar and being able to travel and see the world and i had been to 20 countries at that point and i just wanted to continue doing more of that and i on a whim decided to spend like 600 dollars of my savings i didn't have a lot of money at the time so i spent 600 dollars on a canon camera and just started making these little videos just with my friends and um, just for fun and just messing around with it, you know, no real expectation. But during that time, um, you know, friends started seeing the videos and they had friends of friends started reaching out and being like, hey, can you make videos for me? Um, and one day I got a lovely email by the person interviewing me, Michelle Hanabusa, in January of 2017. And I still have that email that I look back to from time to time. And mind you, I had just bought my camera in July of 2016. In January of 2017, I get this email from Michelle and she's like, hey, I'm starting this clothing company and I'm looking for a videographer. Would you be interested? And I was super hyped. I was like, yes, 100%. Like, I, I'm i down. Like, let's chat. And we had like a little 
meeting at Starbucks. And a week later, I think we were on our first shoot together. And that was the first shoot that I ever got paid for. Um, it was like $150, which I very much value to this day because those $150 in that first gig really changed my life. Like without Michelle, I would have never been introduced to a creative scene here in Los Angeles coming just from a high school teacher background. And before that, studying economics, like all my circle was just, um, you know, in that realm. So I didn't have anyone in the creative space to kind of show me the ropes, which is why I'm really appreciative of Michelle's mentorship through that. Um, but yeah, just through that relationship with Michelle I was able to develop a fashion portfolio and be able to pitch to different brands which ultimately led me to shooting new york fashion week for nordstrom and the cfda which led me to shooting milan fashion week and i shot the montclair show and being able to shoot the runway for louis vuitton at paris fashion week it was just been kind of a whirlwind and it's all happened within the last really three years because we lost 2020 so yeah i think uh, it's just been a whirlwind so that's sort of the uh, you know spark notes version of how i went from you know, studying economics and just being a content creator in the fashion and music space. Yes. I mean, I, I, I feel like I know this story, like the back of my mind, but every time I hear it, it just, it puts a smile on my face because I'm like, wow, like you've come so far and just being able to witness that journey um, myself is just, it's, it's so cool. And I'm, I'm just so proud of you. But, but before we get to the fact that like, now you can say that you have a 2020 MT, MTV VMA and EMA awards. Um, and, and we are definitely going to talk about that in a second. But you stressed on, you know, shooting at New York Fashion Week, um, doing all these other projects like within the music space as well. Could you elaborate on that a little bit and maybe even, you know, Yes, I gave you one very simple video project at the beginning of 2017. But how do you transition from like starting to see this creative world to like shooting all of these incredible shows at Fashion Week? That's a great question. And I don't even know the answer to that to this day. I feel like I've just gotten so lucky with it. But I think this is sort of where my... Uh, Pepperdine education sort of ties in and just being in economics, they really, uh, I, I was in a business fraternity while, when I was at Pepperdine and they really kind of showed me the ropes of networking and just how to be able to write a professional email and to reach out to people um, and how to follow up. I think following up is one of the key aspects. So, um, you know, something I forgot to mention is like all of 2016, all of 2017, I was just still learning. And I'm, I'm always still learning, but I was completely self-taught. Like I learned everything on YouTube and I, literally bought my first camera in 2016. So it's not like I was the most experienced person ever where people were just kind of knocking at my door and like needed me, you know what I mean? Like I, I felt like I was able to develop a style and just be able to capture certain things a certain way and tied that in with my ability just to network and have conversations and be personable and follow up, I think has been just key in, in my success and ability to just be able to be invited to all these amazing shows. Um, at the same time, I think while I was learning and just kind of practicing all these skills, I, I was just creating my own content. You know, I was shooting like little music videos for fun. Michelle actually helped me one, uh, helped me on one of those videos. And that ended up getting like 400,000 views on YouTube. And I made a music video that was inspired by Jaden Smith's aesthetic. And we like got like a whole Tesla and we went up into the Malibu mountains and we shot the whole thing. And that video itself um, got me hired to shoot New York Fashion Week for the first time in 2018. So it was just a combination of 
you know, just putting myself out there, but also just developing my skills and creating my own content with the hopes of somebody seeing it. But yeah, I can guarantee you that if I hadn't put myself out there like that, no one would have seen it because like I said, I know I'm not the most talented videographer or photographer, but I put myself out there and put myself in front of people's eyes. And I think that's just how I've been able to go about creating this career over the last three years. That's that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And if you haven't checked any of his work out, definitely go look at his Instagram. Um, so where, where can where can they find you? Because all of this fashion week, all of the content that you've created so far over the past three years, it's all there. And it's just it's it's so awesome to just see like the work that you're capable of doing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, just like a shameless plug here. You can find my, me on Instagram at Saul Lopez, S-A-U-L-O-P-E-Z. Two L's was taken. And if you want to see my other work, uh, you can find my portfolio online at www.saulrlopez.com. And I also started a YouTube channel over the pandemic, just kind of sharing my knowledge about freelance photography and videography and just kind of tr- tr- and just giving back to the community that gave me so much and taught me everything that I know. Um, so I put out every uh, every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I put out new videos about, you know, my experience at places like New York Fashion Week or shooting shows for Spotify. Um, yeah, and that's just at my name, uh, Saul Lopez Films. Um, so you can find me on YouTube there. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go back now to 2020 MTV VMA and EMA video for good winner. What does that mean? And maybe we could even go back to just 2020 in general, right? Like this has probably been your biggest year so far. Um, While to think that like you were able to accomplish so much just from being at home. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah. So It's been quite a journey. I think 2019 was really the first year where I came into my own as far as, you know, the the projects just got even bigger and better. I started shooting uh, with this creative agency based out of New York um, and their main client is Spotify. So I was literally just traveling with them all the time, shooting all these Spotify shows. I had the chance to go shoot for Cannes Film Festival. Uh, I was creating content for Casamigos Tequila, making all their Instagram videos. Um, so 2019, I feel like really set me up for a really huge 2020. Like I was super hyped. I know uh, I during all this time, I was still working with Michelle. And I know we were really hyped on going to South by Southwest because that was going to be like a, a monumental moment for Uprisers just as a whole. And we were just super stoked about that. And then a month later, I was going to be able to shoot my first Coachella. Like I told myself I was never going to go to Coachella until I got the chance to work at it and to create content around it. And I was going to shoot some stuff for Casamigos Tequila. And literally in a 48 hour period, we were together, Michelle, we were literally in your like dining room table and it all got taken away within 48 hours. And I'm just like, man, like, what do I do? Like, I don't have health insurance. Like I'm a freelancer, videographer. I don't have a boss. Like I don't have any of that stuff, you know? So it was just a really eye-opening experience on like how to get my business aspect together. But aside from that, yeah. So I'm no different than everyone else. We were all kind of just stuck at home and I needed to find a way to just remain creative and remain in people's eyes. Because for me, I've always just I know that consistency pays off and that work ethic pays off. And I just need to, you know, remain in the eyes of people, remain on their feeds and just remind people that I'm still here. You know, if you need anything, like I can still do that for you. Um, So, yeah, I, you know, like I mentioned, I started my YouTube channel creating videos like that. But um, in June is really obviously when um, the social climate shifted even more so with all the Black Lives Matter protests that were happening in the wake of, you know, the death of George Floyd and, 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about that. And the black community has given me so much specifically, like they've given me mentorship, friend, friendship, kindness, inspiration, opportunity, um, just so much. And it, for me, it wasn't a question of, you know, if I was going to get involved, but it was more so of how, how I could get involved. So the first thing I just, I figured I'd turn to my camera, the, the thing that I know how to do best and just create art and document really. And I, I literally just, you know, went out to these protests to be amongst the people um, and just document all these different experiences and kind of present a different narrative that was shown on mainstream media. And, you know, I shared all, all those videos on, on my Instagram story on my Instagram feed and just kind of wanted people to see, you know, what I was seeing through my camera lens and, and make them feel included because through all, all this, we were still in a pandemic, you know, it's not like you can just go out there and, and, and see for yourself. So, you know, I wanted to, to share that for people still at home, but wanted to be involved. Um, Specifically during the Black Lives Matter protests, I, I was able to be on two very special and amazing projects. The first one was I got to shoot a recap video for the Compton Peace protest here in Los Angeles, California for basketball player DeMar DeRozan, who plays on the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I'm friends with his photographer, Nikki Boutte, who has been a great friend for me over the last couple of years. She invited me to come shoot a recap video. Um, so that was just amazing experience that ended up getting reposted by a bunch of, by a bunch of publications. Um, and at that protest, I took a photo of Kendrick Lamar that ended up going pretty viral. Um, it was reshared on publications like complex title reposted it revolt TV, any, any, every like hip hop outlet reposted it. And it was just like, it was just crazy. Cause you know, that moment was just surreal to me. Like Kendrick has been one of my favorite rappers for the longest time and just being able to take his portrait in Compton, in his hometown during such an important moment, I think, um, was really able to spread the message to even a wider audience that I could have ever imagined. Um, a week after that, I was out in the Pride and Black Lives Matter protests in West Hollywood, California. Um, I brought my drone and I just took a couple drone shots. I, I filmed, uh, you know, the protest line and it was just a massive crowd um, of people just kind of, uh, you know, headed towards my direction and just kind of flew my drone up and um, posted that video on Instagram. And I had a mutual friend who is friends with, uh, oh, uh, I have a mutual friend who is the creative director um, for the artist Her. Um, and they were putting together a music video for her song, I Can't Breathe. And they were interested in using my drone footage for that music video. And I immediately said yes. I wasn't even a question. And I didn't really put too much thought about it. Um, and when I saw the music video, my, that music video, the first two drone shots of that video are shot, are video shots that I took. So my drone shots ended up opening up that music video, um, which in itself, if it had ended there, I would have been just stoked. I was already stoked just to be able to contribute and just do my part. But, um, you know, fast forward to August, uh, I wake up, I open my phone in the morning and I check Instagram and I see that I'm tagged by the director of the music video saying that we got nominated for an MTV VMA. And that was just crazy on its own. You know, it was a surreal experience. A month later, we ended up winning the Video Music Award in the Video for Good category. A month after that, we ended up winning the European Music Award for the same category. Um, so it's just been a whirlwind ride. And uh, this week, I also found out we're nominated for an NAACP uh, Video Award as well. So it's just, uh, you know, it's been, it, it was amazing to be a part of that project and just be able to use my art form for good. That's that's so inspiring. Um, and, you know, I, I, for those of you who don't know who Saul is, too, he is just so humble and he, he just really, you know, 
puts in the work. And I think what also is so resonating for people when they view his work or even just meet him in person on sets and stuff, um, I, I think that you have a type of pers personality or energy about you that is very approachable, right? And I think that when um, folks like you running into Kendrick Lamar, for example, and him just being like, yeah, sure, take a picture of me, you know, like, it wasn't like you were chasing after him like a paparazzi. Um, you know, I, I would love for you to talk more a little bit about it. But I just from from knowing you for so many years now, I think that many people in the industry would also agree with me that that's how you present yourself. And I think that is a really important aspect as someone who is in this industry doing this kind of work. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate it. That means a lot. And yeah, I mean, I, that's really all it is. Like, I, I try not to be like too forceful with, with things. And I think, you know, in my career path, it can always be like a little uncomfortable and like, cause you really have to ask people, you know, it's like, Hey, can I take your picture? Hey, can I make this video for you? And it's like, can be an awkward situation if they like say no and just being able to handle that rejection. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I just try to be as friendly as possible, especially when I, I get to shoot all these big events or just be around, um, you know, people who are known as celebrities. And yeah, I mean, that moment specifically with Kendrick Lamar, just to elaborate on it. Um, like I mentioned, I was there shooting a completely something completely different. I was there with basketball player DeMar DeRozan, who helped organize that peace protest. And I later found out um, he uh, was chatting with Kendrick Lamar about also helping organize it. So going into it, I didn't know that Kendrick was going to be there, but I kind of just in the back of my mind was like, I'm headed to Compton. It's like one of the biggest moments, um, you know, in, in my, my lifetime. And, um, you know, it's Kendrick's hometown. Like he's one of the biggest figures to come out of there in the most recent years. So I wouldn't be surprised to, to see him there. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that moment happened towards the end of the protest and it was around the Compton peace, Pro uh, the Compton courthouse and Damar was kind of just talking to some fans taking some pictures with him and I was just kind of chatting with um, Nikki who is Damar's photographer and we we're just kind of waiting for him to wrap up um, and as I'm chatting with her I hear someone yell Kendrick and I turn around and I first see this large behemoth of a man who is his security guard and the reason I knew it was um, his label security guards because last year I was on a shoot for Schoolboy Q, or I guess 2019 now, Schoolboy Q, who is also on the same label as Kendrick Lamar. They share the same security guard. So I recognize the security guard first. And then I kind of look down and I see, you know, Kendrick Lamar just in a hoodie and a mask. And um, he, he had turned around to wave to that fan. And I was just kind of like in a moment of just like, oh, man, it's actually him. And I just said, hey, Kendrick. I legitimately just said, hey, Kendrick. I was not trying to take a photo of him or anything. Um, but I guess uh, he saw the camera in my hand and I guess he figured that I wanted to take a photo. So he kind of just uh, finished uh, an interaction he was having, walked over to me and just gave me like a pose. And he just stood there and I was like, what is this man doing? Like, I was just kind of like, I was out of it for a second. I was super confused. And then I quickly snapped back into it and I was like, oh, he wants me to take a photo of him and he's posing for me. So I literally took like five to 10 frames and I, was, I didn't even think the photo was good. And I was like, man, this is not a good photo. Like I kind of just blew it. But um, I got back to the editing room and I was able to like salvage it a little bit and just I literally just posted it on Instagram and it, it got picked up by all these people. And um, I actually created prints of that uh, photo and I donated all the proceeds to the inner city youth orchestra of Los Angeles because like I mentioned growing up, I was in I played the violin um, and I just wanted to contribute to a predominantly African-American um, or youth orchestra here in Los Angeles. So I think we raised over thirteen hundred dollars and 48 hours for that. So. Yeah, it was just it was just an incredible experience. And that's why I think 2020 was just luckily 
you know, my biggest year and, and something that I'm looking to build off of. And even though I was stuck at home for the majority of the time, you know, those five to 10 days that I ventured out to like photograph something, um, I was, I'm glad I was just able to make an impact with that art form. That's so awesome. Um, so as we wrap up, uh, today's podcast, I do want to ask you one more question. Um, Anything, what, so. <laughs> what are your future goals and accomplishments that you may have? Yeah, so I think in the short term, I'm excited to see what We Are Uprisers has in store. I know we have a, depending on when this comes out, um, there's a collection coming out with PacSun that's already in stores or might be coming out soon on February 18th, 2021. Um, so I've been working with Michelle as an art director for that, um, you know, for the last, since we met in 2017. So I've just been, I'm super excited for that, and, you know, proud of her and just proud of the work that everything the team has done. So in the short term, I'm excited to get all those videos done. Um, but in the long term, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to just create documentaries. Like I love documenting more than anything. I, I don't really see myself as like an artist as much as a documentarian. I just feel like I point my camera at things and just like hope for the best. Um, but yeah, like I would love to create uh, short documentaries that kind of just shed light into underrepresented stories or people, ethnic groups, you name it. Um, you know, so I'm excited about that. But um, you know, I've, I've been getting a lot of practice with Michelle the last three years, kind of just documenting her life. So I'm excited to put that into a more, uh, to a different role and just, um, you know, create those documentaries and just share stories for people to see. And you know, it's always been one of my goals, I guess, selfishly to win a Oscar for a document in the documentary short uh, category, but that's just like a lofty goal. I don't need to win that, but it'd be really cool to do that one day. But yeah, really just okay. want to make documentaries. <laughs> Okay, let's put that out in the universe. I'm putting it out there, yes. See what happens. Exactly. Awesome. That is so cool. And you know, obviously, I've 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 heard many of these versions of this story. Um, but every time you talk about it, I could just feel the the passion that you have for for the work that you do. And um, you know, thank you for continuing to give back to the community as well and wanting to document underrepresented stories. I think that's just so important, especially in this day and age. Um, so with that said, I think, um, how can people find you? I know you already said it, but let's just do it again. Yeah. So if anyone wants to get in contact, contact with me, you can reach me on Instagram at Saul Lopez, S-A-U-L-O-P-E-Z, one L. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Saul Lopez videos. I said films earlier, but it's actually Saul Lopez videos and new, new videos every Tuesday at 5 p.m. about freelance photography and videography. Um, and you can just email at hello at saulrlopez.com. So those are the three main ways you can get a hold of me if you'd like to, but no pressure, you know. No pressure. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. So well, that was so inspiring. And um, until next time at the CoLab. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the CoLab Career Stories. Follow us on social media at Join the CoLab and join us so you can tell your story.